1: Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Good morning, Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Indeed, it's a good morning to talk about football. That's our show, Good Morning Football Live in New York City, Monday, June 12th. Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, and a former Seahawks linebacker, Shaquem Griffin, with us for today and tomorrow, getting the true New York City experience, as is Aaron Rodgers, it feels like ever since he has arrived. Uh, Kyle, did you have it on your Aaron Rodgers bingo board that, part, yeah. that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to go to the Tonies. Yeah, he goes
2: to the mall. I can't believe it's taken this long. And <laughs> he had to wait for the Tonies to happen. Yeah. He's been to every single basketball game, soccer game, football game, baseball game. You know what's weird? He has not come to the Good Morning Football program. No. It's a little strange. We go yeah. way back with Aaron. And he went right down the street. Maybe he's saving it for the season.
3: Maybe. Here we are, nonetheless. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Time for the lead block. Lead, lead block. Block. Rodgers was spotted last night, uh, as we mentioned, at the Tony Awards here in New York City. A lot of people were there, including his teammate, CJ Uzama. But Rodgers, he had a great little pin on his lapel. And the shades, perfect. Hey. He's got some time on his hands uh, since the Jets wrapped up their OTAs last week. And this week's mandatory minicamp was canceled. Uh, Robert Sala made that decision. But before Rodgers went into his award season mode, he spoke to the media on Friday and gave his thoughts on some of the young talent within the New York Jets building, including his star wide receiver, Garrett Wilson.
4: I love Garrett. I mean, awesome, awesome young, young kid. You know, the whole whole world in front of him. He's got all the talent and ability. You need your best players to be the best people on your team. He's definitely one of them. Love spending time with him. Love just watching him. I mean, there's at least one time of practice he does something. He kind of looking back. And, Todd and Hack and Rob, I was looking back going, wow. So that's that's exciting. But the thing I like and that I'm encouraging is, you know, more communication across the ball. We got at some point, you know, possibly the best corner and the best receiver in the NFL. is a legit possibility, I think, for those two guys. Maybe not this upcoming year. I still think Devontae is in a league of his own. The last six weeks have been about the most fun I've had in a while. So it's fun to come to work and be excited about what we're doing.
3: Somehow he was able to hit all the topics there. He went Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner Devante was included in that yeah, compliment. It yeah. was awesome. Aaron Rodgers loving the young talent with the Jets, he's having a ton of fun. We're seeing him on all these events. How and is it the case that we are going to see the best version of Aaron Rodgers with the Jets this season, Kyle?
2: I always am amused in the S Weekly world where mm-hmm. they do the body language experts, you so know, they'll hire those so people good. and they'll be like, Ben and Jen clearly aren't getting along at this farmer's market because of how they're holding hands and everything. Those people should be looking at the Jets right now and just looking at Rogers talking about Todd and Hack and Rob and wow and fun. He <laughs> had the time of his life because ju- juxtaposed it this way, all these smiles and Tony Awards and saying that you know, Garrett Wilson's going to be better than Justin Jefferson, just all these crazy things he's saying. Here's the contrast last year do you even recognize this guy remember this curmudgeon out there playing with these guys he doesn't have great chemistry with playing with an injured thumb oh. that's a different human being yeah. completely yeah. and I think he didn't have a great rapport with the young wideouts I think he was injured and I think he was just done psychologically done I think done being a Packer done living in Wisconsin like I, all of that stuff I think he was done And it showed we've seen enough of this guy to know when he's right and when he's not. We've been watching him our entire adult lives. Mm. Something was off last year, and it was more so than his chemistry with Christian Watson. I think he was like, you know they say to leave the party a little too early and a little late? I think he stayed a year late. Mm. I really do. And I think he's had this... Wild rejuvenation in North Jersey in the sun. And now, listen. You might say it's easy. It's June. Wait till you start out one and two, and the Sharks start coming. Fine. I think we're going to have the best of Aaron Rodgers. I said this last week. Right now, looking ahead to the Rogers Jets experience was really three avenues you go in. You think it's going to be a disaster, he's Mm going to fall on his face and look old, and they're going to be 6-11. and It's going to be fine, he's okay, or it's just going to be great. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be in the MVP conversation, I think the Jets are going to win, I think the Jets are going to be in the playoffs, like all that stuff. I'm choosing to go the high end and it has so much to do with the 6-8 to inches between Roger's ears. I think he's happy, I think he's healthy, the body language is fantastic.
4: Yeah, he's 100% happy and healthy. And you look at last year, it was almost like you go throughout your entire time in high school and you have this one girlfriend and you're always complaining about her and you're saying she's this, she's that but somewhere or another you just continue to stay together. She's giving you the signs but you decide that you don't want to leave her and then we watched Aaron Rodgers walk off the field with Randall Cobb last year and that was those guys senior year, you're heading into the summer and you're like, dude, you know what? I'm done. Like this summer, I'm breaking up with her, I'm moving on and I'm going to be better and your buddy right there is like, man, you say this every year, it's not going to (laughs) happen but if you do, I'm coming with you. We're going double dates, we'll figure it out. We'll hit the scene. We'll go out and party. I'll be your wingman. Summer hits. Aaron Rodgers chucks the deuces to Green Bay, gets on a flight, heads to Jersey, calls Cobb up. I did it. Bro, I'm here. I'm you got to come join me. I'm telling you, it is fantastic <laughs> here. Look at that guy. It is unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers is in that infatuation phase right now with the New York Jets. Everything is great. All the attributes about her is that 2080. But no, you found the 80 with the new girl. She's caring. She listens to me. She's a great time. That is him with the New York Jets. He's back with Hackett. (laughs) Yeah. I'm giving my input on the offense. I have the players around me, these young guys. They've rejuvenated me. I come to work excited and happy Mm -hmm. every single day. That smile we saw at the press conference, that is Aaron Rodgers, and I do think we're going to see the best version of him than we see in the last few years, and that includes him winning MVPs. This guy is going to be happy. He's going to be thrilled. He has an entire organization behind him, and I'm here for it. A front-wheel seat to see what does New York Jets look like this upcoming season. I mean,
5: I feel like we all can definitely agree that the the aura of around Aaron Rodgers has changed. The energy is starting mm-hmm. to get a little more contagious. From leaving Green Bay to mm-hmm. being in a new environment, he's smiling more. It's like he have a glow about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are starting to rally around him. He got the young guys who respect <laughs> him. He around an organization that, that's, that's already loving him and embracing him. You know, everything about Aaron Rodgers is, is super exciting right now, and I'm glad to see that he's starting to get that smile back, mm-hmm. starting to get that feeling, because Aaron Rodgers, that's embracing the community and embracing the team. It's so an Aaron Rodgers that you want to see throwing touchdowns for you. I mean, I'm excited to see what he do, and I know he's going to have fun while doing it.
3: I mean, he's had a glow-up. It's a glow-up that all of us wish we'd do when we moved to New Jersey. That is an honest fact about mm-hmm. what he looks like. I also think that this is, it's not like he's doing these things in life and it's like, I am genuinely having the most incredible time at the Tonys or at the front row of all these playoff games in New York. I think it's very intentional. I think he knows what that smile does for people, especially in the Jets fan base. I am somebody who, uh, let's just say, is very well planned out about things that I like to participate in, whether it be vacation or social events. I put a lot of thought into it. I'm very excited about mm-hmm. it. And this thing that I chose to do will go well. It's a mental game that I yeah, play for myself. I will show up smiling. I will have a good time. That is what this man is doing to us right now. There was no way that he was not going to go to the Knicks games with Sauce Gardner and be like, I'm having the best time I've ever had. He, we went to the Bucs games. We saw him front row at yeah. the Bucks game. He never looked like that. Yeah. Never looked that happy. I think he's doing it on purpose. And I think he, no matter what, this was always how this was going to go. And whether or not it transpires to the football field. I have no idea, but he is just I think sticking it to anybody who said he looked miserable over the last couple of years because he's like this has to go well because of everything that he did to make this yeah. move happen. To so
2: Jason's point, when you're in the new relationship, you're constantly posting, look how great yeah, we are, look at this <laughs> food we're eating, look at this vacation. There's some of that going on. Jay, what is the freezing cold take factor of this, like in September, that we're like, remember when he was going to the Tonys and when the basketball game, we thought it was so great, and it's not going well. Like, yeah. is, that, is that because we're all just saying this is great now? James is calling BS a little bit, which I like, but mm-hmm. like the three of us just said
4: this is wonderful are, are we being naive about how difficult this is going to be it is going to be extremely difficult and look at the recent history we saw Tom Brady go to Tampa Bay they won the Super Bowl we see Matthew Stafford go and they won a the Super Bowl yeah. with the Rams yeah. and last year we're like alright Russ is going to Denver straights yeah. picked him for MVP Hackett <laughs> as his coach of the year he was rocking the jersey and that did not go well and Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson but is that part of it too that maybe they go and I don't think it'll be a disaster that that was last season but to your point those three differences In the middle. Maybe it's just eh? Maybe it's just okay. Uh, And it's pretty good. Now you look at the Jets, their defense was unbelievable last year. Quarterback play suffered a ton, but who knows? if this thing is going to hit the same way. But I think for Aaron Rodgers, whether it hits or not, like you just said the six, eight inches in between his ears. When you feel good waking up, going to work every single day, it brings about a different feeling. And that's what the excitement is all throughout this offseason, whether it hits or not. Mm-hmm. The
5: environment and culture def- definitely plays a big role in mm-hmm. a success of a player. Like, being in a place that you want to be in, yeah. being in a spot that people are enjoying and embracing you, going to bring the best version of Aaron Rodgers out. And when times are tough, he's still going to embrace the woman because he know how big it is and he know that he has a support system around him. Mm-hmm. So environment plays a, a huge role in it. You
2: like the Jets next year? Just generally, you don't have to predict their record or anything, but like you know, with the Bills and the Dolphins, mm-hmm. we don't know.
5: Like, You think they win next year? Yeah, I like the Jets. I feel like they're going to win a lot of games. Dude? It's going to be an exciting team to watch and let everything transpire. Like It's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of plays being made. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some great plays from Aaron Rodgers. And you're talking about that defense that goes out I and know. comes in swinging. And I'm pretty sure they're going to start off very fast this year. Mm.
3: I mean, until I see Aaron Rodgers down at Sea Isle, down the shore for Fourth of July, I'm not going to believe he's really in it. What's Sea like, Isle? I don't know. It's a town down the shore. I just looked it up. <laughs> Avalon, <laughs> why? Jason, you you, you're
2: a Jersey guy. you see. Sea where's,
3: where's he going? <laughs>
4: I don't know what Jamie's talking about. The I don't know. C-I-I-L. I thought it was a club. C-I-L. No, yeah. down the shore.
3: He's going for the Fourth of July. Jamie, that- Jamie
4: Jamie's been right. gone and for. Right. Th- I hope you see this. She's, she's been gone for, for three, three weeks, time. so I figure she was at Parker no. House and in no. all of these places down at the shore.
3: Harvey Cedars, where are you going? I think Jamie just lost some Jersey
4: cred. Yeah. I'm right. I mean, You've yeah. been building it for a year.
2: I don't I know what it. Strong, I don't know if this list down short. the shore. Yeah. Someone's going to yeah. tweet you and it's
4: like, Seattle's unbelievable. I, yeah, you're
3: right. I'm going to retweet it just to prove my point. I'm going right. to pull a Schrager up. Right. I'm going have to,
4: right. to take your word. Yeah, Schrager would have been the one to back you up. Yeah, let's go. He would have known the
3: restaurant and who owns it. All right, coming up on Good Morning Football. Safety, Cam Bynum. to talk about his expectations for the Vikings in 2023. We're going to ask him if he's ever been down the shore.
2: I'm on the CI Wikipedia page. It's like a a quarter of an inch long.
0: (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb
3: Good morning, football. And our next guest is one of the future defensive stars on the Minnesota Vikings. He started every game for the reigning NFC North champs and did not miss a single defensive snap last season. Please welcome safety Cameron Bine. Welcome!
8: What's going on, y'all? How are you guys
3: doing? Thrilled to see you and your smiling face this morning. We're coming to you uh, in Minnesota, I believe. You're there for mini camp before you hit your off season, Cam. uh, Your signature phrase is. My Life is a Movie, and yep, you have a yep, very yep. tale story. This March, you got married in the Philippines. That's fantastic. What was that like? Take us back to that part of the movie and part of that chapter of your life.
8: Yeah, it was a movie. I can't lie to you. Uh, probably the best day of my life, no doubt about that, but especially how how it went down, had all my family out there. We had like 25 people travel from the States, going to the Philippines for the first time, had my close friends playing live music at the wedding, obviously married my wife. She enjoyed it, everything went perfect. So I, I don't have not one complaint about the whole day. And it was literally the day of my life, perfectly on the beach in the Philippines, best beaches in the world. So easily, hands down, best day of my life
4: awesome. That's awesome, man. Great. Congratulations. Earlier in the show, we talked about guys getting married in one season and just taking off because happy wife, happy life and now it's a great foundation to start with. Uh, but Cam, you guys have mini camp coming up tomorrow that's starting. Tell me a little bit about what Brian Flores has brought to you guys' defense and his attitude and his energy and what it may look like for you guys this season on the field.
8: Yeah, he's just an aggressive coach. I'm sure everybody knows his background of what he did with obviously New England for the longest and also being in Miami. So him just coming in with a different approach, being really aggressive and just having the defense that's really, we're playing moving forward. Everybody's eyes are on the quarterback. We're all breaking on the ball and really just playing aggressive. It's a different mindset. And I've had, this is my third defense I've had to learn my third year being in the league. So I've just been able to learn so much. So having all, all this knowledge just stacked up throughout the years, I'm super grateful to be under him right now and just being able to learn some new stuff and just seeing how aggressive he is as a coach. And everybody's bought in at this point. So we're everybody's excited and we know that this year is gonna be a big year for our defense.
2: We're excited, too. We can't wait to watch it. It's just a few months away. In the meantime, Cam, I want you to know my favorite player in the NFL is Kirk Cousins. I love that man. I love that player. Uh, I want you to—see, you laugh, and I get why you laugh, because I tell people that, and they always laugh. If I said it was Mahomes or Roger that's cool. Cousins, ah, Cousins is the man. Tell us why. Tell us something that the people need to know about Kirk Cousins and why he is the man to bring the Minnesota Vikings to the promised land.
8: I don't understand when people don't put Kirk in the, their top list of quarterbacks in the league. Like you said, he's, he's one of my p- favorite players in the league, in the locker room also. He's super cool guy, super good leader. And in the field, as you guys look at the highlights we're playing now, he's a dog. So um, I really don't um, understand how people wouldn't put him in the tops. And j- I-, I would just say watch and see. He's going to continue to lead us and lead this team and bring us to the playoffs and even further this season. So Kirk, Hell he's yes. a dog. A lot of people don't know it. he's a super funny guy. Everybody would try to make a joke out of him wearing those chains. That's 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 Kirk right there.
5: <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. What do you got? Talking about them releasing Davin Cook. Mm. That's that's something that I was surprised yeah. to see, mm-hmm. and especially with him taking a visit to Miami. Now I'm not going to lie. I'm a Florida guy. I can be a little biased sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When I seen the release of Davin Cook, I got excited. I was the only one that got excited Mm -hmm. to see Davin Cook have potential to come home. It's an exciting thing, but you're talking about a four straight time Pro Bowler, yep. and they losing a key weapon. You know, you got weapons all around the offense. You got mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins get that ball to guys, mm-hmm. and when you see that they le- losing a weapon and getting rid of one, it's a surprising yeah, yeah. thing. I don't, I didn't want to see it, but now that it's happening, right. it's like, hey, Dalvin Cook. Come what was there. it like for you, you Cam, to yeah, see can't, that? Yeah, Cam,
8: you think? First of all, just lo- losing Dalvin in the locker room, as far as just the leadership that he brings to the team, that's where you really start to think like, oh wow, this is this is a big deal. Him not being with us anymore, especially me. It's my third season. He's been that leader for me in these first few years, especially my rookie year. I remember I got in super big trouble for accidentally running into him during practice. He was like, "Nah, keep competing." Coaches were, coaches were lighting me up because I ran into him on accident. But he came up to me after practice, like, "Nah, keep competing. You're gonna be, you're gonna be great one day." And that stuck with me since day one. So just him being that leader and him bringing that energy always, and on top of that, he's a dog. So losing somebody like that is always is always going to affect the team, but um, I know he left a really good imprint and his leadership is going to last last in Minnesota for years. So I'm really happy for him being able to move on. And they're talking about Miami. I know he's from there, so I'm happy for him regardless. Yeah. But he left an impact on all of us, on the field and off the field. So that's my guy. I'll miss him, but really happy to see where he ends up. And I know he's going to ball wherever he goes. And I hate that we have to go against him now. That's one thing.
3: Yeah. Kim, your energy is impeccable this morning. Oh, yeah. I respect it a lot. You have such love for the people in your life. It's really cool to see. You mentioned your Filipino roots earlier. You got married there this season. This last season, you had a game-sealing interception against the Jets. Now, if it happens next year against Rodgers, that's fantastic. But you did it against the Jets. You then celebrated yes. by waving a Filipino flag. Take us back to that moment and, and how that all transpired and the pride you felt in this play.
8: Um, That was probably the best moment of my career. I would say probably, that was for sure the best moment of my career, my whole life. Being able to, it was the My Cause, My Cleats week. I was mic'd up, so being mic'd up automatically gives you superpowers. So I I was like, I got a clown this week. So being able to wave the flag and being able to just represent my people in the Philippines and being able to raise money for the My Cause, My Cleats week also uh, for all the typhoon victims that we help out yearly in the Philippines, it was just the perfect storm just for me, just knowing that Okay, this is my game to ball out. I saw that I'm talking about football now. I saw that play coming all game. Uh, we're in quarters, so I was able to just jump off and jump that in-breaking route and bait, bait him to throw it. So it was it was just like the perfect perfect day for me, just being able to represent my people and, and wave that flag, but also be able to save the team um, in the fourth quarter when it mattered. So being able to do that and being able to just continue to set up the, just the representation um, of everything that we're doing in the Philippines and just bringing that to a spotlight, it was a perfect, and God is good for setting all that up.
4: Yeah, representation is key. I always talk about the name on the back of your jersey. Every time you take the field, you're representing your family and loved ones, and you're not done. You're returning to the Philippines later this month to host a free football camp called Camp Breezy Volume 1 Movie in Manila. Tell us a little bit about this two-day event and outreach programs that you have planned for later this month.
8: Yes, we got a lot going on in the Philippines. With the football camp, the main goal for that is to bring football over to Asia and starting in the Philippines. When I was over there living there in this off season, I realized how big the football community is there, but it's all self-ran. So um, I met some players out there that are really running their own foot flag football leagues, padded football leagues, and they're kind of doing it all on their own. So my goal out there is to bring American football out there because basketball's huge. Boxing, obviously, because Manny Pacquiao and he's one of my inspirations and in just seeing how how much of an impact he had, that's what I want to do. So I'm trying to bring football out to Manila and really just try and bring the game over to that side of the world because obviously we see it's spreading a lot to Europe, but not a lot of football is happening in Asia. So I want to bring that over there and be able to just teach the game because so the game saved my life as far as just bring giving me something to work towards, just a lifelong goal. So being able to do that, then also be able to revisit everybody that we've helped from the typhoon victims in the Philippines from 2022 when we started doing that and we've been carrying our, these outreach events every single year now and this will be our round three going to help these same families that lost their homes lost their really their whole neighborhoods got wiped out from the typhoons and the landslides out in the Philippines so we just want to go out there and help bring football out there get kids a bigger outlet and a new sport and but also be able to get, hopefully get that funded one day so they can not have to pay for their own leagues and also help restore people's lives that they lost in the in the typhoons
3: cam that's really amazing stuff from what i'm seeing from minneapolis it's 30 hours and three flights to get to the philippines tamila for you to do that and have that kind of dedication and show up for them i'm sure they appreciate you so that's much awesome. there that's fantastic i yeah,
8: think i did it i did it during bi week last year I was pretty, It was pretty pretty crazy i don't know how wow. i managed oh to do my that. we had a few days off of I, like week. I flew out <laughs>
3: That's amazing. awesome, man. Can't them. Congratulations. Have an awesome offseason. Stay healthy, man, and good thank
2: luck. We'll guys. talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. See you later, bud. This is really cool. Former defensive end R.K. Russell joins us to talk about his new memoir. He's had an incredible life, incredible football life, has a really interesting perspective. He's coming in with us right after this.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat.
3: Good morning football throughout the month of June and all year long the NFL celebrates pride and in the incredible contributions of the LGBTQ plus community around the world so today we are thrilled to welcome our next guest onto the show. He is a former NFL defensive end out of Purdue. He made history when he became the first out active NFL player to identify as bisexual. Now he is the author of The Yards Between Us, a memoir of life, love, and football. Please join us in welcoming to our breakfast table, RK Russell. R.K. Okay.
7: Oh, Thank you. Thank you for having me.
3: We're so happy to see yeah. you. You have been in New York all weekend long. You've been keeping up with the town and going to different events and whatnot. But let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to football real quick because yes. we want to talk about your book, an incredible career. You have sacks against Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. That's probably a cool thing for the Drew Brees part. <laughs> uh, three guys difficult to bring down. Which one of those is the most memorable for you, though, in the NFL time? Oh
7: my goodness, that's hard to that's hard to choose. It's a close. Maybe one A, one B. Okay. <laughs> so one A will be Russell Wilson, because uh-huh. I played against him in college when he was with Wisconsin. Yeah. And he destroyed us. <laughs> he did. So that that was a revenge thing that was that was meant something to me. And then Drew Brees. You know, he's he's one of the reasons I went to Purdue. He's mm-hmm. the only reason I kinda knew where Purdue was, just being a Texas kid and seeing another. Texas hit go there and just shine. Um so, so it be Drew Brees. Drew Brees. What
2: has more electricity? Sack and Drew Brees are going to the 2023 Tony Awards.
7: Ooh. So Ooh. You've done both, my friend. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's tough. Drew Brees, just because that was a moment about like, yes, the team, but also, you know, they say your name and you, yeah. you get to see your, your jersey and oh, everything. Yeah. Um but the Tony's is crazy. Talk about it. Just the star power and the talent there, and just to see these and hey, wow. Oh, good yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a little something. We did a little something-something. <laughs> something. Uh, but yeah, but that's more about all the amazing talent that's there. So uh, yep. you, know, just
2: you talented yourself, my friend, yep. including in the book. Listen, it's, it, it really unpacks a lot, and it's an incredible read. In the memoir, you write about how you felt like you had to actually hide your true self mm. to fit in with the quote-unquote masculine NFL world. What did you have to do to arrive at the place where you were really ready to share who you are?
7: I think it's about seeing football as what you do and not who you are. You know, it's it's an amazing game. It bring it brought me so many brothers and mentors and uh, success and the ability to provide for my family, all these great things. But at the end of the day, it is not who R.K. Russell is. And you need to be able to create space for yourself and the things that you love to do. And that's just kind of the thought and the calluses that came to, to me Embracing my true self, mm-hmm. among also just like the hard time grief. I talk about losing my best friend in the mm-hmm. book. I talk about suffering injury, which a lot of football players yeah. do, and uh, just really being forced to look at myself as more than just a football player.
5: Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about the conversation you had with yourself and your your loved ones <laughs> after your days of, of playing on the NFL fo- football field?
7: Of course. I think for a lot of players, probably the majority of the players, is we don't really decide when we're done playing, (laughs) you know, some of us, uh, you know, we have have that moment where we're like, okay, I've closed this chapter and I'm moving on to something else. But a lot of us, Football either leaves us or it fills us out or we find new things that excite us and fill up our life. So mine is kind of a combination of all things. Yes. I was taken away from football because of injury. I was able to find myself and then called to do things like writing books and, and speaking and advocating for LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. So it was a big combination. It was a lot of little conversations. I think that happened over time. And hopefully conversations that will build to more like these.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And oh, yeah. you walk away from the game, but you've still been involved uh, with the NFL now, being a retired player. And you've been a lot of the pride and You've been involved in those, even in Super Bowl 56, being on a panel as well. What has that meant to you, still being able to be involved and give back, and also just be able to talk to your experiences and inspire maybe somebody else?
7: It means so much to me. I think a lot of people, myself included, thought coming out would be like the end of my connection with mm-hmm. football. A lot of people, when I, when I did come out as bisexual, had the same thought of like, okay, well, is yeah. he retiring? Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening now? And to be able to impact the game in a different way, to be able to impact not just one team, but hopefully 32 teams in an organization, and young kids playing football and watching and collegiate kids uh it's something that's super powerful the nfl has so much strength in the fact that it brings so many different people together Mm -hmm. who come from different backgrounds different races um different identities and we all are teammates we all are you know fans together we're we're all we're all loving the game together um so to bring that sense of community Mm -hmm. to different communities and, and to all of us is very powerful and something that i i cherish about this league and i'm just So blessed to to hopefully be a part of moving forward
2: it shows and to that point you've talked about the impact that Michael Sam had on you back in the day RK there are undoubtedly players on rosters right now in locker rooms right now who are Afraid to reveal their true self and to do what you've done. What would you say to those players?
7: I would say that who you are is the beauty of, of, of your life. You know, it's it's the beauty of what you do. It's the reason that you are a great football player and not vice versa. It's not holding you back. You know, the fear is mostly that that is just fear-mongering and self-created or of implement of society that has nothing to do with who you are as a player and more importantly, who you are as a person or a man. And for the young kids, cause I think there's a lot of focus always on, on the professional players, because of yeah. the platforms that yeah. we have, but for the young kids who are scared to pick up a football because of who they are, who mm-hmm. don't feel welcome in the locker room because mm-hmm. of who they are, who feel like to succeed in this world, they need to make that decision then, mm-hmm. which creates the men making the decisions now in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that that is not true, that this game loves everyone who loves it and who is willing to work hard and to dedicate their lives to it. And that you are special just the way you are. You do not need to hide that to be a football player. Now, or then, or in the future.
3: I wanted to, along those lines, I wanted to pick your brain about something you just said earlier, which is like, to be your true self, it was so important to you, and that's like the arrival that you got to. You know, athletes talk all the time about like, you have to have your body right in order to perform right. Like, how... Speak on like how important it is like if you are right within your mind and yourself and confident, how much that could help you perform as an athlete. Like if you get to a point where you are really humming the right way there, just like where that could have gotten you if you really were able to do that then.
7: Definitely. I remember coming in the league in 2015, Dallas Cowboys, and going against guys like Zach Martin, uh, Tyron Smith, um, you know, Travis Frederick, and everyone was talented. You know, everyone has that that ability um, athletically. But it's that mental edge. It's that that drive. It's that obsession. And when you're obsessed with hiding or with keeping a secret or with shame or when there's anything that doesn't allow you to be fully present in the game, whether it's in the meetings as well or on the field, you know, you're going to falter and you're going against people who we're all superhuman at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to hopefully have superhuman preparation, superhuman focus. Um, And you can't do that Mm -hmm. when when you're so concerned about how the world perceives you Mm -hmm. instead of how you perceive yourself and and what your place is.
3: You're happy with your life right now? Oh my
7: God, so happy. Awesome. You can feel it. You you.
3: You, you seem happy. That's so so great. great. Congratulations, honestly. It's such a cool thing you've done. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Excellent, excellent. The NFL continues to strive for LGBTQ plus inclusion and the pursuit to build a world where everyone can be their true selves every day. You just heard a lot about it here. But for more information, visit NFL.com/slash/pride. R.K. Russell, thank you so much for being here.
7: Oh my gosh, thanks for
4: having me. Yeah, absolutely, the yards between yeah. us. Yeah. The yards yeah, between us. Absolutely. Back on Good Morning Football, we got Shakeem Griffin in studio with us, and you played for the Seahawks, you played for the Dolphins for a little while. Now that you're retired, do you sit back and just watch those teams that are their favorites to watch? Your brother's also playing too, so tell us, explain what it's like rooting for the NFL right now.
5: Well, you know, when you when you start getting done with football, you still watch here and there, but it's always something about watching your brother play, mm. and I feel like I watch different teams, but when it comes to my twin brother, I like to see everything he's doing down to the performance that he gives, and we like to have a conversation like I I love exiting those. I love talking ball. Yeah. And, you know, coming from Seattle, going to Jacksonville, seeing how he had to adjust the scheme of things and mm-hmm. adjust the new play calls. And now that he's in Houston, oh, I follow every single bit of mm-hmm. I like to know what play calls you're going to have. Really? I like to know when yeah. you're
4: listening, when you're in man, what it looks Are like. Are you killing him if he has a bad play or a bad game? Are you hitting him I up? Write like, bro, notes. what you doing? Oh, I
7: you write, write notes. notes.
5: Okay. Right. I don't <laughs> tell him this and now. I'm like, hey, keep going. But <laughs> it's like, hey, there's certain things that you can be aware of or, you know, find your problem plays, get to, and make a play happen. Okay. You know, uh, when it comes to my brother, I just like to see him win, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to transitioning to the different teams, I want to know what their environment is like. What's their culture like? Mm-hmm. Because you never know. Like When it comes to knowing about different teams, you want to know what their whole experience about. Yeah. Not just what you doing for X's and O's, but do you I like crushed, the locker room?
4: I crushed Dev last year for mm-hmm. all of his bad plays. <laughs> we, would, we would put him on the screen, we'd go over him, mm-hmm. and I would just crush him. You got to be your ball. brother's biggest critic. I
5: feel like that's that's how you get ahead on things. You know, just be me being your biggest critic. I'm Tell you the things that you need to hear mm-hmm. and not what you want to hear, and that's how it is when they're having the twin brother.
2: Well, it works both ways, he's the critic, too. Is, is he watching today?
5: Oh, he should be. Yeah, when, hey. he was when I write my notes last night, he was helping me with it. So, hey, oh, really? Hey, be the biggest critic, man. Make me better.
2: Shaq, you coming back tomorrow? Oh, I'll be here. I like that guy. We're
3: gonna make him do his own segment. You have one day, you gotta do a top five list tomorrow. That's the rule.